Welcome, everybody. In this week's episode of The Wizard Factory, we had a great discussion with our good buddy, Will Teller. This was a really fun discussion. We got into a lot of great stuff. So that's coming up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Wizard Factory Audio Podcast, streaming now from Spotify, iTunes, and other major platforms. Welcome back, everyone, to the show of, for part two of our conversation with Will Teller. We're going to be continuing on in the same style, just kind of covering some different various topics. So like the video on your way in, and let's get into it. So first off the bat, we're going to talk a little bit about mentorship. That probably evokes some different ideas. So what do we mean by that? You know, really, like, someone, whether you know them or not, doesn't have to be a personal relationship, but just uh, finding a teacher that is offering lessons that are matching you where you're at, right? If, if you wanted to, you know, like learn guitar or something, you wouldn't start just taking expert classes. You'd have to start with somebody that knows how to teach the basics, right? So I think we tend to resonate not just with the delivery styles of people, but more so what what they're putting out, if it resonates with you, that means that's it's because you're at this stage of your own consciousness where you're ready to receive that yet. Because I know there was there was there's been teachers I've learned about, and then ended up coming back around to them years later, and and totally connected with them in a different way. Where because I was ready mm-hmm. at, at that point. So um, yeah, Will, what what are some of your top teachers and? Um, what do you feel is like the criteria for finding a good teacher to learn from? Yeah, great topic. Um, you know, I feel we all need mentors and we look for them either consciously or unconsciously. But like, like you said, if you, if you want to get better at something, you're going to seek that teacher out. And I think there's parameters on how to do that um, efficiently, um, meaning that, let's say you you want to play the guitar you could go and learn from a teacher whether that's online or you know physically get a teacher um or you can just jam out and learn on your own learn by yourself so um as far as mentorship for me um terence mckenna was a huge huge uh, mentor for me. And I love what you said about coming back around to teachers because I still do that to this day. I'll go back to early teachers or um, just early categories of information and then reread it and, you know, apply what level I'm at now to, you know, to that information to get a whole new understanding. So that I, that's phenomenal. I love doing that. But yeah, Terrence McKenna had a huge impact on me. And um, uh, Mark Passio, of course, and um, David Icke, um, Jordan Maxwell, um, those were big teachers. And then probably within the last five or six years, I actually started really diving into all of the mystery traditions. And those were kind of like my segments of mentorship taking, once I kind of discovered what natural law was, I was taking pieces from these, uh, you know, an eclectic 
um, variety of information and learning from these mystery traditions. So it necessarily wasn't um, certain people, it was more a category of information and then kind of, uh, you know, processed it and applied it to myself. And, uh, and of course, I got to say, I got to say my dad, you know, my dad is, um, you know, my, my first mentor. And, um, and still to this day, we, we have a great relationship. We're best friends. Um, he might think I'm crazy at times, but he's, he's different in a sense because my dad always was about morality, not necessarily understanding the dynamics of natural law and that, but it was always about doing the right thing, um, self-defense, non-aggression. So that was definitely mm-hmm. my first mentor. So That's great. Um, yeah, I love that you brought that up because it ties in very well with what we were talking about in, in uh, part one when we got into like parenthood and the teacher with uh, Jupiter and everything like that. And I, and I think mentorship too, I like to look at mentorship like a mirror. You know, sometimes you need to have someone that you can be very upfront and honest with that they then are, they're not going to, they're going to be Jupiter, right? They're not going to judge you or anything like that. They're, they're just going to reflect back to you what you really need to hear. Um, or if like, if you need called on some of your bullshit, they're going to do that too. Like Jupiter goes retrograde, like it's what happens, you know, it's the teacher calling you on your bullshit and we all need that sometimes, but there's also a place for just being accepting and understanding that sometimes people just need help that they may not be at the level of awareness that they're not at the level of awareness that you are and that you understand the process well enough that you can, you can step into a place of like what I like call, I like calling a being a midwife of consciousness. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what a mentor is. You're a midwife of consciousness. You're a person like what a midwife does, she, you know, they're not the one having the child. They're not going through that themselves. They're a person with knowledge and understanding of natural law, the natural process of how a human being comes into this world. And they understand the process enough that they can help and assist others who are going through it, who don't have that level of awareness that they do so they can try to get a better outcome. Or if something happens that they need assistance on, you are there to provide that assistance they need. But that person is, you, you always realize that they're still the one going through the process. You're always the one that has to birth your own consciousness. But being a mentor is being able to see where people are and assist them in that. So if there's teachers that they, they can't recognize that when people aren't there all the way and then you are just totally shitting all over them or you don't understand the process they're going through – then you're probably not as good of a teacher as like what you may think you are. Like you, you have to be able to meet people where they, where they are. Like Logan was talking about every, your awareness, you know, you keep coming back to new information at different levels of awareness and a teacher, a guru is someone that doesn't judge someone because of where they are. It doesn't matter whether they're 10 years into their journey or they're just fucking beginning. What matters is if they're willing to fucking try. Damn. Absolutely. And you know, what what kind of struck me there too is, is again, I'm really liking this kind of comparison between the Saturn and Jupiter energies because they're similar in a way, but they're very distinct in other Mm -hmm. ways. And the point being here is that like, if you're a teacher that only uses Saturn and you're just like fire and brimstone, you're a piece of shit. Like, no, 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 no. That's what Saturn does is no, no, no. It's, you know, the, the inhibitor, the blockage, it's that, that gravity, that weight. 
um, but with without showing a new way. It's like we were talking about in part one, that whole, well, it's easy to find wrong ways to do things. So mm -hmm. just telling somebody you're not doing it right, that's not really helping them because obviously if they, if they were doing it right, they would be getting the results already. The reality would be responding in kind and saying, you're, you're on the right track, keep doing that. So just by saying you're a piece of shit, that's not really that constructive if you're not at least using something positive and, and like useful as a, like a suggest a different way, for example, you know, mm -hmm. be dynamic with it. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that you brought up Saturn and Jupiter there because Saturn rules two different signs, Capricorn Aquarius. So he rules the 10th house and the 11th house, the house of work and the house of gains. So how this works is like when you're going through the, the Capricorn kind of lessons of Saturn, that's where you're feeling that crushing pressure. It seems like it's taking a long time and it's like, this is very difficult to deal with, but it's that process that makes you reflect. You have to get disciplined. You have to take actions. Like you have to apply those Saturnian lessons. Mm -hmm. But when you do Saturn's pressure, like goes away, he becomes, you stop seeing Saturn or those things in life as an enemy. And you see Saturn is neutral. Like I talked about in the first part. So a teacher right. that, you, a, a good teacher should be able to tap into Saturnian lessons, but you don't have to do it from a crushing way. Like, and then if you look at, so Saturn has this crushing in there, then Jupiter, Jupiter's the good where he expands things. So a good teacher will know how to understand Saturn in a neutral way of like this. It's just how it is. It's not good or bad. It's just, this is how it is. But then Jupiter brings in the wisdom. He expands things. He brings happiness like he and Jupiter can go retrograde. So rather than using a crushing Saturn energy, it's better as a teacher to tap into like a Jupiter retrograde energy there where you're very direct. It's like a lightning strike. Like it's like Thor bringing down his hammer. You're not just smashing everything there. It's with a fucking purpose. You're smashing mm -hmm. that ignorance. Like, mm -hmm. but Jupiter's also accepting, you know, it's the Karka fatherhood look we talked about in the last episode. If a father was always crushing like Saturn, what most people think of father and it's like that, they're fucking dicks. Right? right not a good father the <laughs> father that's accepting that will like love you that will like give you a hug that will help you expand yourself and the wealth of and the wisdom of who you are as a person that's the teacher you really want to listen to so for those of us wanting to teach natural law like take note of this you have to understand saturn and jupiter you really have to like tap into those kind of energies because those they're, they're both mentors in their own way well said I think a good mentor also gives you, you know, gives you alternative perspectives. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's guiding, not, you know, um, I mean, calling you out on your bullshit, but also showing you um, alternative routes that you might not have noticed and then having you work them out on your own. So definitely a, a guiding light. And I think mentorship yeah. is something that, um, you know, should happen all through life. I feel like people kind of get to a certain level where they, they have, they, they feel, they think they have a totality of information. So that's it. So I think we're constantly in that student teacher role all through life. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was interesting to me too, how I had mentioned that, you know, it's about finding a teacher that's teaching at your level. But what you said made me realize it's not even always about what they're putting out. It's what you're going to get out of it. So you could, you know, like you said, you could come around, you could study them one time, years go by, and then you come back with this, these new understandings and study the same exact material. 
and still extrapolate new insights from that. So that, yeah, mm -hmm. that's really interesting. And then not all teachers teach at the same level either. Some have like various tiers. Right. I do that with Manly P. Hall. Go back and oh, yeah. you know, yep. re read the secret of uh, teachings of all ages and, uh, you know, read it, you know, five, 10 years later and it's like you get so much and uh but yeah well said logan yeah you nailed it it's like every time i watch the matrix i get <laughs> yeah like oh <laughs> right good example well and uh you know i think another subject that we can get into here that kind of is similar to like even mentorship and parenting is gardening this is something through gardening i've learned you know, so many uh, very important life lessons, like very just beautiful things that you you wouldn't think you would just get from like, well, you know, growing a plant or something, but it, you are practicing law, natural law and stepping into a role of being a creator, which mm -hmm. is the same thing you're doing when you're a parent, right? Where you're, you're creating things, you're developing them, you're supposed to nourish them and help them ultimately get to where they need to be so then they can continue that cycle. So whether that's with plants or with our children, there are a lot of different correspondences like, you know, Will, you had mentioned uh, in, the, in our first segment that we did. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things about natural laws, to study the laws like individually, but to really see the correspondences between them, that's when you get at a level of like you're really starting to integrate it here. Um, and I think these are wonderful examples of correspondence that we can study here to get similar lessons from. I, I love gardening and yeah, you nailed it. And you know, gardening is, it, it's all about using your will and care to cultivate something. And that's something that that's, you know, that's magic. And that's how we, you know, we're, we're co-creators in our reality. And we could do that through gardening and see all the principles and effect. Um, and it, I've learned many lessons about myself just through gardening. Um, and you can tell, you know, if someone has a gardening and you can almost tell how their life's going, the way their garden, their garden looks, you know, like if their garden yeah. is just, it's just dry and dead and it, it just, you know, you just let it go to the wayside. Well, you probably got a lot of shit in your life that, you know, that you're, you just got a lot that you're taking on. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, gardening, there, there's correspondences with, uh, with the mental yeah. and emotional aspects as well as, um, you know, just being the gardener. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that you brought that up. <laughs> Great the point. irony is that it, that even works both ways too. We've we've mm -hmm. talked about mentorship and how like like that old cheesy thing. Like sometimes I don't know if I'm raising my kid or if he's raising me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're the one that you're tending to and mentoring is mentoring you. But you know, but seriously, and and how like that that role. Because remember, we've talked about, yeah, like the, the consciousness, the tools of the trade episode that we did recently. I really like that concept of thinking of your, your soul is choosing these different roles that it wants to play because those roles are themselves tools to developing your consciousness. So in this role of parenting, you know, parenthood, there, I think it really is one of the most lesson rich roles that a human being can step into and how just the, the beauty of that sort of micro and macro uh, correspondence of how this small thing that is so helpless and would die without you, but yet all this time and energy that you're caring for it 
it's still giving back to you in that way of like acting as a mirror, like you guys said, and showing you mm -hmm. yourself and showing those, those areas that need care and attention within yourself as well. It's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll share one of my favorite lessons I think I've learned from gardening. And I, th and I think especially for a lot of people in the truth community, like, like Will mentioned that, a lot of people focus on the symptoms or they have what I call a shitty worldview in the sense that they just think everything's kind of doom and gloom. You know, they kind of look at the world like this just giant pile of shit. They only see all the things wrong with it. Well, for me, you know, as a gardener, if I see a giant pile of shit or compost, like I see that as like gold, I see the potential there. And that's the thing is you can see, you can actually take that. It's that nutrient. So yeah, it's, yeah, there are some shitty situations in the world. There are difficult. There's a lot of fucked up things happening, but it's a big old pile of fertilizer. Us, it's a big old pile mm -hmm. of fertilizer. That's what's actually like <laughs> giving us the the nutrient rich experiences that are actually making us have to evolve our consciousness, our awareness, have to actually step into responsibility as sovereign individuals and say, "Oh, I see a problem here," and rather than just bitching about it, where's the solution? Mm -hmm. Like. You know, so it's, it, you know, you could just let that pile of shit sit there and be like, oh man, it really fucking stinks. Or you could turn it into a really beautiful garden that's going to nourish yourself and everyone else around you. Yeah. It's, it, it gardening is a level of transmutation. And, um, and I, I, I do it, I do it the same way. You know, it's like uh, my brother and sister, they have chickens. So, hey, you're throwing that chicken shit out. I'm coming to get it because that, that is gold. That's nutrients. <laughs> And it's such a, uh, you know, it, it's a science and I, I love life skills like that. That's like real intrinsic value to me is, is learning how to, you know, um, take some seeds and then cultivate it into food. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's really rewarding and um, sustainable living. This is the type of information, you know, the, uh, the government, the social engineers don't want you to know. Right. how to feed yourself, you know, how to make fuel, mm -hmm. how to, how to do any of those things that comes with, with those life skills and intri intrinsic right. skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because it's, it, it's not the latest conspiracy that's going to get you through that. It's like knowing how to like feed yourself and take care of your family and you do those things. And this ties in great with another subject that we wanted to get in here too, which is like conscious parenting or like homeschooling, you know, free range, parent, whatever you want to call it educating your children, educating the next generation so we can all create a better world. Uh, gardening is such a wonderful thing to, to integrate into that. There's so many different lessons that are, you know, it's science. It's, it's you can involve mathematics in it. You, they're learning how to can food like you. There's so many lessons that you could pull out of just that one subject alone, as well as like they're getting out there and getting physical exercise or spending time in the dirt and the sun. It's boosting their immune system like these. This is a much better way to educate our children if we want them to be sovereign free individuals then throwing them and locking them in a box and saying repeat everything the teacher says and then your intelligence is based off of that true intelligence is pattern recognition and knowing how to creatively interact with that pattern mm. it's not about being able to repeat things and there's there's two different those are two different fundamentally different mindsets foundational mindsets to approach education from one and that's the thing is one is education the other is indoctrination and, you know, I think actually educating ourselves and our children 
really is such an important area to focus on. So, Will, Will, would you like to get into some of your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I do, uh, we homeschool our daughter and gardening is so crucial. It, it, it's, it's a foundation where you can actually introduce, you know, the natural law principles, the hermetic principles in there and, and let them s- and start to develop that pattern recognition. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's easy. They can get it. Um, and then, um, and plus you're showing them what's actually going on in the natural world, showing them, look, nature is abundance. Like, you know, yeah. one seed, bam, now you have, you know, I, I mean, I have uh, yeah. three, four by eight uh, garden beds and I'm giving away vegetables and, and lettuce and mm-hmm. kale to my mm-hmm. neighbors because it just produces so efficiently yes. and, and wow. learning the science of just soil and worms. And this is all stuff that kids love doing. They love playing in dirt and playing with worms and bugs. So <laughs> get them in there. It's so artificial to have them in a, in a classroom um, with fake light and just it, uh, it, it's really a prison for their mind. So anybody that's interested in homeschooling, or even if, you know, they are doing, you know, public schooling, I mean, you still have control. You still can get them mm-hmm. out and, and do a home gardening. You could do a garden, any kind of space. And, um, you know, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge propagator for that, man. It's, yeah. it's really powerful. Man, I love that this... you... Go ahead, Logan. Sorry, but I, yeah. I know, I know. It's all, this is really good stuff. Yeah, it it really is profound to see that point of the vast, drastic difference between those two environments with education and how you think gardening, you know, versus artificial, the opposite is, is organic. What could be more organic than gardening? And then you're getting to see those laws at play in the process. And, and really, I think one of the most important lessons to teach our children is the value of things. And it's something that's really hard to teach sometimes, but this is a way to do that. For example, with oh, yeah. gardening to a child, the, the food just comes out of nowhere and then bam, it's on the plate. It's already cooked and they just eat it. They, they don't understand the value of that. So to show them the entire process and how much work it takes just to get that vegetable and then to, and then of course cooking is another really good thing to be teaching children mm-hmm. at a young age because you know they see that alchemy at play they see the, the food transform from one form to another and then they see that 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 takes work that doesn't just happen and i think teaching the the, the value of work and where things come from is one of the most important things to teach kids because otherwise what are they there's basically they're spoiled they just expect mm. things. They have that entitlement mentality, which it's, it's such a big problem. Like it's so common in people's just emotional intelligence level is that, mm. that type of, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent point. Uh, I love that you used the word artificial when describing the, the standard like education system, you know, or indoctrination system is more accurate. Uh, it, and it's artificial and it's not natural. What are we talking about in that here? Like being able to teach children natural law, what is not taught in the school system, natural law, everything taught there is artificial. It's all skewed. It's all distorted. So by actually like take being able to take kids and like start teaching them natural law through actual education of like, Hey, if you do this, then this happens. So this is how you prepare a garden. This is how you grow the food. This is how you cook it. This is how you store it. 
Like there's so many different lessons all within just that one activity. Um, and it, it's an actual valuable life skill. So like if they, they actually got some kind of real world value that they, they took something, it's a magical process. Like say you take a child from the very beginning, Hey, we're going to plan and build some garden beds. So there's this, the process of planning using the imagination, the imagination, and then you're taking the action, showing them that you have to take action on that to create that. And then one step at a time, over time, you start to uh, continue to get results. You see things change and then it goes through the different stages. And at, at the end of, at the end of that process, there's a reward that they actually have. They get that food and then the, the lessons continue. So they see and observe the cycle that it's always changing, but it takes that work in the normal indoctrination uh, system. Like what, what's the result? Oh, you took a test, you memorized things. And now we gave you a little letter with a plus or minus after it. Like, or you get a fucking piece of paper. That's your reward. It's, it's not shit. There's no yeah. fucking value in that. Like the real value is actually teaching kids how to, how to interact in life, teaching them how to build something, you know, how to actually apply these things, how to observe how nature works and work with it. So the more like you're giving them awareness so they can make the best choices. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you're, you know, they're learning values and these principles along the way when they can, when they can really dive into gardening. Gardening is like a zero point for me because you start with gardening. You can go through all of the, you can go through all the principles uh, of natural law. You can get into um, uh, just cycles and then get into actual food and then nutrition. You know, this has mm -hmm. antioxidants and then you and then what it does to the body. There's so much information and, um, and learning that can come from just gardening just by itself. Yeah. And, uh, and me personally, mm. I always, my, my foundation is always natural or artificial, natural, non-man-made, inherent, artificial, mental construct by that's man-made something that's, that's made up and not, mm. not inherent in the natural world. So I always try mm. to, you know, being a parent, I always try to, uh, you know, just point those, those two things out uh, with my daughter, you know, if, if we're in the grocery store or whatever, um, you know, that came from a garden, you know, this is in a can. It, I mean, it's, it's that simple, but yeah, gardening is a, a, a great place to start. Mm -hmm. I, I like that you brought up that even if you're in the grocery store, you can point these things out to uh, your daughter, Will. And this, this is the thing too, is true education is something that takes place all the time it's mm. not from eight to five it's or not only a place or from a certain person that is labeled your teacher education like true education true awareness is in everything at all times and as a conscious parent that's what you're doing is you're you're pointing out just all the different possibilities in the world all the different things that they can observe and see and learn from and you're not you're stepping into that personal responsibility of actually teaching another being that you made that you're responsible for rather than just shoving them off on someone else. Oh, it's the state's job to educate my child. No, it's fucking not yeah. like you're the real education. Like you have to teach your children how to think, not what to think. And there's mm -hmm. a, there's a big difference. And like, they teach them what to think, not, not how to think. Yeah, absolutely. I, and you know, I mean, people have this idea of homeschooling is um, that it's still, eight to three 
in a in indoors in a, you know a bedroom or a classroom. Yeah. It's, they have all these pre-existing condition conditions. What they think homeschooling is homeschooling yeah. is living life. It's outdoors. Yeah. It's all the time, every day. The world is the yeah. schoolyard, and um, yeah. it's just non nonstop learning and. Um, yeah. At a natural level, right? We don't just learn our lessons in one place in time. You know, the right. lessons are random, oh, sporadic, all, you know, whenever. But, right. uh, it's almost like when people have the same way that people think rights come from government. Mm-hmm. It's like education come from school. It's like they, it, it's the death of the imagination. That's essentially what you're seeing is like, if you took away this thing that I've, this is all I've ever known, what, what, would we replace it with? And they're just projecting that, like you said, that same structure, that same idea on the new, mm-hmm. well, how would anarchy work? Like, how would yeah. we make anarchy work? Well, first of all, you don't make anything work. That's, yeah. that's one of the first. <laughs> I, ah, something, something you said, Will, is like you, what you're really doing with homeschooling is that you're, you're making the world both, is, it's both the school and the playground. Mm-hmm. They're one and the same look at the traditional indoctrination system where there's the education and then there's the little bit of playground. But there's no fun in it. Like it's, and you gotta it's be- outside. It's separate. And you only get a certain amount of allotted freedom that you're allowed to have fun and do what you want. And only if you're good and obedient and shut up and repeat what you're told. Otherwise, then maybe you go, we'll let you, you out. Get it taken it's- away. Yeah. And yeah. we'll tell you when you can go on the playground. It's like, right. right yeah. Right. Keep yeah. the play yeah. and the fun out there. Not in here separating yeah that's very yeah very telling yeah i very love that so, world telling. <laughs> so, so, you know if we were to really sum up you know like the last these little segments here i'm saying like what, what we're telling people is to like you know have fun like like grow gardens like raise conscious children like have fun in life and like observe things like learn learn to like live life in a way that's very passionate and, and when you can live it in such a beautiful way like that, that, that's a joy that a system can't rob you of. Like, that's exactly what they don't want any of us to experience. Mm-hmm. So the, the best ways to go about expanding our awareness and getting the gains from the society that we really want are by applying these principles like universally through all these different, very important areas of life, whether it's ourselves educating our children, networking with others, like gardening. These are all, you know, everything's the same in a different way. They're just all different reflections of each other that each carry their own beautiful lessons. Yeah. Very well said. Absolutely. Responsibility and self-ownership, right? That's what the state always wants. It wants you to, um, to, to, to release, relinquish, all your responsibilities, even raising your kids, you know, let the state do that. And, um, yep. you know, we got to get back to the, the fundamental uh, uh, principles of, you know, being a human and the responsibility of taking care of yourself and cooperation with other, other humans. Absolutely. You know, it, 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 ironically, it's not just responsibilities. It's the real true responsibilities, the ones that, that, have bearing that have meaning while also imposing these artificial keyword responsibilities onto you, like working 60 hours a week and paying taxes and and all those kind of things. And even going as far as to say, you have a responsibility to let your, you know, the state raise your children 
because you have that, it's that moral obligation to like be a good citizen and follow the rules and all that kind of stuff. That's how backwards it is that yeah. they've actually mm-hmm. said, you have a responsibility to give us your responsibilities so that we can exploit you. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is the responsibilities that they're trying to take, these Saturnian lessons that a lot of people don't want to face because they think it might be difficult. How would anarchy work? Well, there might be some le- things we have to learn. We might have to face ourselves. Uh, those responsibilities, though, are the ones that bring us the most reward. And that's what the state is ultimately doing is robbing us of the reward of consciousness, of having the fucking experience of cosmic law and then being able to constantly come into new levels of awareness so we can create better choices and have the results that we really want to see. That's what they're robbing you of. Like, mm. And that's what you willingly give up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a mic drop. definitely (laughs) but yeah so thanks everybody for tuning in you know and be sure to you know like and subscribe so you can get notified for more of these let us know in the comments what you think about this and uh will i definitely want to thank you uh for joining us and everything uh do you want to let everyone know where we you know they can find you jaman um will Telltruth.com. That's my website. And there's going to be some short videos uh, starting from the the basics and working your way up into, um, you know, natural law, morality, um, and, uh, and objective truth. So I want to thank you both, man, for having me on, man. It's been, it's been a pleasure. It's an honor. So thank you so much. Yeah. Likewise. We'll definitely have you back, brother. And, you know, if you guys aren't familiar, be sure to go to our website, thewizardfactory.com, and get our free initiation package that gives you a toolbox series of videos that you can actually start to, their basic spiritual practices, you can start to apply to make yourself more sovereign, to work on yourself, uh, as well as it gives you access to our private Facebook group, The Wizard Factory Inner Sanctum, where we have a lot more personal interaction and things going on. So if you want to interact with us, that's, that's the place to do it. But thank you for tuning in. And until next week, be empowered, be inspired, and be encouraged. Thank you for listening to the Wizard Factory podcast. We hope you'll join us again next week as we continue to explore deeper understanding of the universe and ourselves.